station, your radio station, our radio station, 91.3 FM and 95.8 FM stereo. Welcome back to the voice of the millennials with myself, Yasin Kipi. Um, as you know, last week, it's uh, you know been a week now since the passing away of uh, Maulana Ihsan. Um, Hendrix, who has played a, a great role in uh, our community, and uh, as we saw evidently from his janazah, I missed his janazah because I just f- flew in um, and I really wanted to. But when I saw some of the pictures, it was just, you know, uh, and it showed that uh, the impact that Molina has had um, upon the Muslim community in a very positive impact. And I think that um, that has made us feel the need to l- look at his life and look at the people he has inspired among y- among the youth on this show tonight. And so uh, I've brought together some young people who've, who've you know been connected to Malna Hassan Hendrix, the late Malna Hassan, and to talk to us about uh, his legacy. And of course, we joined in studio by Arham um, Rahimin. That's such a nice name, and he's from Malaysia, Nasutian, who lived with Malna Hassan for the past two. Uh, two years and uh, about four months and of course he's a student at IPSA at the International Peace College of, of South Africa and um, of course uh, we have him and we also have uh, Muhammad Shabuddin um, who has been inspired um, you know and uh, of course the listeners will know him from uh, the Legend Tours uh, but um, tonight he'll be talking to us a bit differently from a different perspective and we have Abdullah Sunday as well Hafid Abdullah Sunday in studio um, to talk to us about his connection with Mona. Assalamu alaikum to all of you. A little bit later, on we'll be joined by Basil Akbaria, who is a Palestinian and he's currently in Palestine, and many people know him. Um, and he was someone who was very close to Mona Hassan in Mona's, um, you know, uh, you know, activism for the Palestinian cause and Al Quds Foundation, etc. But I want to start with the personal, you know, connection that Arham you've had with Mona Hassan. Um, uh, t- tell us about you know your your, your experiences with Mulan Hassan uh, on a personal level. You 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 studied in Egypt, then uh, you know you went to Najah Islamic boarding school, and then you came to a new country, South Africa, in 2016, two and a half years ago. Yeah, two and a half years ago, um, and you're you are welcomed by Mulan Hassan. Tell us about that. Mulan Hassan is like a good friend to my daddy. Mm-hmm. And also a good friend to Mr. Rafiq Daoud. Mm-hmm. So both Mr. Rafiq Daoud and Maulana Ehsan, they actually invite me to come and study here. Mm-hmm. So Maulana actually put me next to his house so that I can be as close as I can mm-hmm. to him. So every every Friday, mm-hmm. I used to go to have a pre-Juma'ah with him. Mm-hmm. And we have lunch together. And I used that advantage at op- that opportunity to sit with him mm-hmm. and I asked about the uh, question yes. about the Muslim societies, about the Palestine and everything. And Maulana just like teach me and told me everything mm. he know. And Maulana have a very good a very deep understanding in Islam. Yeah. Not also in Islam, also in depth on global politics also. Mm-hmm. And 
Maulana have a has a good converse with people from different faiths, and Maulana also come to their level. Mm. Maulana never and ever press any other religion down, which is appreciate another religion. So, I think Maulana, not I think Maulana is a very good person and is like a a jewel, like a pearl mm-hmm. for us. For me, he's just like a, a great master for me, a great teacher yeah. and a great men- mentor. Mm-hmm. He actually opened my mind and make me to think further about something that happened in this world now. When I first met you, Arham, it was at the Shab al Hassan Ali Nadui event that Mona Hassan had you know um, put together along with uh, Sheikh Nawal Mani and you know Dr. Ibrahim Musa and Mahan Mirza, um, they brought you know this this expo together or at least this this um, event together. And I, I when I first met you, you were like a khadim to Maulana. You were like doing everything for him. And so I, I was wondering how close you must be to someone to do s- s- things for them with such love. You know, and so you became very close to Molina in the sense that you also, you know, because we know that we knew, we knew that you were sick, and so you were there for him as well, right? Yeah, yeah. Because where I come from, brother Yasin, we must always respect and serve our master, our teacher. Allah that's what I. T- that's why they taught me. I think they taught me in uh, Indonesia. Mm-hmm. So when I came here, I know Molina is like a great scholar. So I must take this advantage to stay with him, to help him, everything, because I believe in the barakah of Allah. If you, if you serve and if you help your master, your teacher, Allah also will help you and you have the barakah of that. Absolutely. And um, on bringing Muhammad Shabdin here, you know, Malna, you've, you've seen Malna son, you I think you're definitely older than me, <laughs> and you, you've seen his, his, his uh, influence in the community. Uh, how has he influenced you over the years? Brother Yassin, uh, firstly, shukran for the opportunity, uh, being able to speak on air about uh, this great, wonderful hero of ours is indeed a privilege. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, my first interaction with Molana Hassan Hendricks was when I was still a very young man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still think I'm a very young man. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yes, I, I remember I, I just started my first job uh, fresh out of school. Um, worked for about a month, earned my first salary. Uh, and this one particular day, I was sitting in uh, the Jumma uh, Khutbah and I was listening to Maulana Hassan. And it was actually my first time, uh, you know, sitting down and listening to Maulana, uh, you know, give a Khutbah other than having listened to him uh, on radio or clips and whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And Maulana was obviously speaking about a topic that was very, very close to his heart. You know, he was speaking about uh, the Palestinian cause. Mm-hmm. And I remember sitting, you know, in that lecture, uh, my full salary in my pocket, you know, really proud of this money that I've earned uh, for the first time in my life. Uh, and Molina affected me in such a profound manner that uh, by the end of the khutbah, I had decided to take my entire salary and put it into, uh, you know, the box uh, towards uh, the Palestinian cause. Uh, and, you know, I remember going home and whilst my mother was proud of what I did, at the same time, she needed to pay my bus fee uh, for the rest of the month. Um, but that was the type of effect Molina had on my heart as a very, very young man. Um, and little did I know that uh, a good number of years after that, uh, I would... Uh, be privileged enough to be able to enjoy a closer relationship with Molina mm-hmm. Hassan, uh, having met with Molina and his family. Um, and it all started when uh, I, I went uh, for Hajj 
can't remember exactly the year. And Molina's son, uh, Muhammad Yusuf, and his daughter, mm. Atiya, also happened to be in Makkah that year. And Molina came to me on the airport, and Molina said to me, you know, you better look after my kids or else, or whatever it was. You know, in Molina's uh, yes. way, you know, Molina's character. And that is where the relationship started. And uh, what I can say, uh, Brother Yasin, about Molina Hassan, what really has stood out for me was that here was this great personality who was speaking to presidents of countries and leaders of major organizations, but yet he had the time to sit down with someone, you know, a young Muhammad, and impart advice. Uh, and, you know, that is something that I carry with me uh, from my uh, interactions with Molina Hassan. Well, if you're listening in and uh, you've had any personal interaction, do let us know. You can WhatsApp us on 072-238-0712. That's 072-238-0712. If you're brave enough to, uh, you know, uh, call us and not tear up, then you can uh, contact us on 021-442-3530. As a young boy, since the age of four, I was blessed to keep your company, hearing the chants you sang from the depth of your voice and heart. Wayne, Wayne, al Muslim. And so many others which I've learned and still remember up to this day. That's not my post, that's the post of Abdullah Sunday, who has also been close to Mona Hassan Hendricks. Assalamu alaikum, Abdullah. Tell us about your experience with him. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa You mentioned just now if you are brave enough and wouldn't tear up. I think that's a very. Uh, it's, it's close at that moment because. They always say that once you've lose, once you lose a, someone in the community, or once you've been taken away from something, you only know its value once it's gone. Yeah. And uh, as Muhammad has mentioned, he has been privileged, being the very young person that he is. Well, I too have had that privilege, being with him at the tender age of 14, 15 years old, engaging in topics with Maulana Hassan, and being at that age, one would think, what is it that the scholar would take? You know time from his busy schedule to sit with a 14-year-old or 15-year-old and discuss topics at hand that is not just ripe within, you know, teenage discussions, but actually discussions of ulama and discussions of mm. global global uh, things. So, like I've written in the post with regards to knowing Molana as a Palestinian activist and as a voice for the weak and a voice for those that never had, uh, never had voices, um, knowing him from that very young age, being the teacher of my mother uh, back at Darul, when Darul Arkham was still at the premises of the MJC, mm. we would have a weekly, if not monthly, rally outside on the roads of Jan Smuts, and Molana would walk down, you know, walk down, all the students would line up. I can still clearly oh. picture it in front of me. Four years old, five years old, Molana, I would see him walk down this road chanting, you know, when, when al-Muslimin, when al-Muslimin. And you would think that is insignificant because we are here in the tip of South Africa and tip of Cape Town. Mm. And what does it mean to the people of uh, uh, Palestine? But throughout my lifetime, I've seen that what that cause have caused in the <coughs> in the hearts of those mm. far, far away. You know, the likes of the brother Basil and many others who have ran had Molana, even though they were from Palestine, mm. how they treated him as a father, yeah. how, they, how they treated him as this big role model in their lives. Sure. Uh, it's absolutely amazing. And they're uh, talking about Pastor Lakbari, and we'll have him on the line after this break. Um, I must admit, I mean, I'm, I'm working on a project where I'm interviewing the ulama um, on the senior uh, council, the Imara of the MJC. And then I see Munah Hassan's name there. Munah Hassan's not that old, I thought to myself. <laughs> and then 
I couldn't interview him in time yeah. and so hopefully this program inshallah may Allah allow us um, you know efforts to be accepted I mean, yeah. I mean but uh, stay tuned after the break we'll continue the voice of the Cape 91.3 FM Stereo Alpha Bodyworks Collision Repair Center and Alpha Express Auto Leaders in collision repairs to all types of vehicles Backed by all major insurers and vehicle manufacturers Including VW, Audi and Toyota Using the latest technology and decades of industry experience We at Alpha Bodyworks are renowned for quality and excellent service Not insured? We offer special rates for all non-insured clients with 21 courtesy vehicles and a 24-hour recovery service, trust Alpha Body Works to bring you peace of mind. Contact Alpha Body Works today. Call 021-691-9333 or 5 or visit www.alphabodyworks.co.za. Alpha Body Works Collision Repair Center. Steps above the rest. As we prepare to enjoy Eid al-Adha with our loved ones, let us spare a thought for our starving brothers and sisters around the world. You can help make their Eid a memorable one from as little as 650 rand. You can choose to offer your qurbani in any of the 40 countries that Muslim Hand supports, including Mali, Somalia, Niger, as well as Syria, Kashmir and Palestine. And for only 1,950 rand, you can choose to give your qurbani locally in South Africa. Call Muslim Hands today on 021-633-6413 or visit muslimhands.org.za. Muslim Hands, united for the needy. It's exam time time again with three teenagers that used to mean late night cramming sessions and very stressed out kids not anymore thanks to memorex this all natural supplement helps reduce mental fatigue and stress and helps my kids concentrate for longer and when it's time to write memorex improves their memory retention and recall exam time equals memorex time memorex the x factor in memory reboot visit m-e-m-o-r-x .co.za Available at leading pharmacies and health shops. My radio station, your radio station, our radio station, 91.3 FM and 95.8 FM stereo. So, to Lelfiat, voice of the millennials. With Yasin Kipi. Igniting the youth. Assalamu alaikum. Welcome back to the voice of the millennials with myself, Yasin Kipi. We are making a you know, t- tribute to Monasa and Hendrix who passed away uh, last week, and of course, an uh, inspiration for all the youth, um, you know, both those who were born in South Africa, those are coming in, uh, such as our brother Arham um, from uh, Malaysia. And of course, uh, we know Malna as very many different things, but for some people, uh, he was primarily a Palestinian activist, and that's what took him to Palestine and various other places of the world, inspiring people um, to, to get behind the Palestinian cause. And of course, um, one such person who lived in Cape Town, and is currently in Palestine, and we're connecting you know, straight to Palestine, alhamdulillah, and that is Basil Akbari. Assalamu alaikum, Basil. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh to you and all the listeners of the Voice of the Cape. It must have been quite sad for you to hear the news, not in Cape Town, and hearing this news about someone who you were so close with. Well, indeed, losing a man in the caliber of uh, Maulana Ahsan Hendricks was uh, very sad news. In fact, I was in contact all the time with uh, people close to Maulana Ahsan. Uh, being updated about his health 
I even like uh, asked uh, some of the doctors uh, locally about his condition as myself being a pharmacist mm. which understand the condition that Molana was going through we heard the news that he was uh, healing he was getting better and uh, I was already discussing about me flying to Cape Town to see Molana but Allah knows best it happened uh, suddenly uh, actually at the moment that Molana decided to go home because he was uh, getting better that same day uh, he passed away, so that uh, that is the decree of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And uh, it's uh, sad news for me as a Palestinian, for me as being, uh, I consider myself a student of Maulana Hassan Hendricks. Uh, I was very close to him, but everybody, every Palestinian, uh, I would guess also every Kryptonian, every person that got to know Maulana Hassan personally or professionally was saddened by the news of passing away of Maulana Hassan. Tell us about your story with him when you met him and the various experiences that you had with him. Uh, actually, the first time I saw Maulana Hassan was in my city, Umm uh, Al-Fahim. Mm. There was Al-Mahrajan, uh, Al-Aqsa fi Qatar, which uh, Sheikh Raid Salah has uh, mm. invited the Muslim Judicial Council personally to attend uh, the Mahrajan. So the first Mahrajan that Maulana and a delegation uh, from South Africa have attended in the 1948 areas, especially in Mulfahim. I was 15 at that time, and I was sitting right in front in the rally. Um, it was in a stadium, and I was sitting in the grass in the front. And I remember this South African man who would get into the stage, and he spoke such an eloquent and perfect Arabic and gave a short message, but was so powerful that moved the whole crowd. And I remember the words he uttered on that day. He said, Al-Aqsa laysa wahida, Al-Aqsa laysa wahida, which means Al-Aqsa is not alone. And it, it kind of wanted me to learn more about the people of South Africa, the Muslims of South Africa. Uh, the, the, this person that came all the way from South Africa, and he said the South African community is with you and Al-Aqsa is not alone. Hmm. Um, I did not know that three years later, after I finished my metric, that I would be meeting Maulana Ahsan uh, personally for the first time when he welcomed us on the shores of Cape Town. And uh, he, again, his, his eloquence of, in Arabic, uh, his presence, uh, I remember the first day when he welcomed us, he asked us, we were students, and he asked us, do we have any hobbies, any sports, that we would play anything that he would make uh, possible for us to feel at home. So from the first day, Maulana made sure that uh, uh, Cape Town became a home uh, for us uh, as students. Absolutely. I mean, uh, just that connection also with Maulana and Sheikh Raid Salah. I mean, the only time that I've ever heard Sheikh Raid Salah, and I was probably I was younger, um, was from uh, from Maulana Hassan himself. You know, to the public, and I think so many uh, South African Muslims have heard the name now of Sheikh Raid Salah from Maulana Hassan. Uh, tell us about the impact that he's had within the you know Palestinian community where you are at. In fact, the relationship that is being that formed through the years between uh, Maulana Ihsan and Sheikh Raid Salah is a very interesting one. Uh, Maulana Ihsan always told me that the reference for me in Palestine, the whole of Palestine, is Sheikh Raid Salah, which means if he wanted to consult anybody about any matters or about any person within the Palestinian territory, uh, Maulana Ihsan always contacted the Sheikh Raid Salah and asked his opinion. And same, the same way if uh, Sheikh Raid Salah 
wanted to um, have any matters uh, regarding South Africa, uh, Maulana Hassan Hendricks became the contact and the reference to the people. Uh, but the interesting thing that when Maulana Hassan made the visit, which many people make, but the interesting thing about Maulana Hassan that he traveled on a purpose. When he saw um, the need of Majid Aqsa Mubarak, for example, the need in the city of Jerusalem, he looked at the projects that uh, Sheikh Raed Salah has already established, for, for example, women for Al-Aqsa, um, children for Al-Aqsa, and he, Maulana Hassan, saw the example and the model that Sheikh Raed Salah was working on, and he said, Sheikh, I want to do these things in South Africa. So today we have women in defense of Al-Aqsa in, in Cape Town in South Africa. We have the, we had so many programs and so many years. We had uh, the program of children for Al-Aqsa. Um, and and when, one of the meetings, Molana was sitting with the Sheikh Raid Salah, and he said, Sheikh Raid, give me some of your students. I want them to study in Cape Town. I want them to learn English. I want them to experience uh, the South African community, the Kiptonian community. I want them to learn about the apartheid regime in South Africa. So through these commitments, uh, through his devotion, Molana Hassan Hendricks has established this deep connection between Palestine and Majlaq al-Mubarak. And uh, again, this is an example of a man when he promised something, when he talked about, about things, he, he really committed himself to it and he made sure it became successful. What is the message that you have for the youth of South Africa, the Muslims and the non-Muslims here as well, that we should, how should we continue the legacy of Mawlana Hassan? SubhanAllah, Mawlana, when I think of Mawlana, I think of a giant, really. I think of a man, he has so many attributes in him. Um, his his, his uh, kind of confidence and his, his language, like he mastered five languages, whichever language Mawlana Hassan spoke in, he just sounded like this eloquent man, really. He had hold and grip of every language. And so many years and so many conferences, when Mawlana spoke in, in the biggest of conferences, when there's the biggest sheikhs in the world, and Mawlana stood in front of them and he gave his speech in Arabic, he always uh, shocked people. I remember the day Mawlana was in one of the conferences and he came back and he told me this one man, at the beginning of the conference was telling Molana like about his surname, like this name Hendrix. It sounds foreign. It doesn't sound Arabic. Like his name is Ahsan, but the surname is Hendrix. Mm. And Molana, obviously proud of his name, and this man didn't understand the background of Molana. Didn't feel you know at ease when this man mentioned uh, Molana's surname in this way. But when Molana delivered his speech in Arabic, <laughs> after the speech, this man came and he said. You know what, Maulana Hassan, I apologize to you. You more worthy of the Arabic language than us. So this is a man that who studied, he went to India in Lucknow and studied under a man, Abu Hassan al-Nadawi, which also wrote a book in Arabic without leaving India. And when he traveled with this book, the book name is Mada Khasir al-Alam bin Hitat al-Muslimin, what has uh, the world lost uh, by the downgrade of the Muslims the top sheikhs at that time, including Sayyid Qutb and uh, Sheikh Yusuf Karadawi and others, when they read the book, they were shocked that the man from India mm. wrote this book without leaving India. And Mulana Ihsan Hendricks had the same impact on uh, Arab and Muslim world all the time. And he always had a message for the Arab world, and that is that the issue of Masjid al-Aqsa Mubarak, the issue of Palestine in itself, 
is not an Arab issue, but it's an Islamic issue. So each and every Muslim around the world has a responsibility towards it. And Maulana was this person that was not only going to say it in his words, but he showed it to them. So whenever there were conferences, there were ever were activities, Maulana was always consulted. Maulana's help was always needed. So Maulana actually put the kind of the Islamic principle of the issue of Majid al-Aqsa Mubarak and Palestine internationally. So I say to the youth in South Africa and in Cape Town that should, we should all continue on the legacy of Mahasan. We know this is a huge man, probably left a big gap. Uh, the mothers, the orphans, the many people that Mahasan has, has helped, Majid al-Aqsa Mubarak, they will feel the lack and the absence of Mahasan Hendricks. But I think it shouldn't, the story of Mahasan Hendricks should inspire each and every one of us to do the little bit of things that we actually can do and be able to bring this message for, forth that the issue of Majid al-Sawbarak does not uh, only is the responsibility of the Arabs or the Palestinians alone, but the Muslims around the whole world. Thank you so much, Basil. That was really excellent and wish you all the best uh, in the future, inshallah. Jazakumullah khair. Assalamu alaikum to you. Of course, that was Basil Akbaria, a student uh, who was at, in Cape Town studying pharmacy here and close to Mona Ihsan Hendricks from all the way from Palestine. We, we connected with him. Um, and, uh, you know, it was really amazing, the Palestinian message that um, that he, he spoke about. But um, we also want to reflect on a lot more that Mona Ihsan was, isn't it, uh, Mohammed? Yeah. Look, uh, I've been listening to Basil uh, now. The Voice of the Cape. 91.3 FM stereo. Invest up to 33,000 Rand per year in a tax-free savings account with 27.4 investment managers. Invest in flagship and award-winning unit trusts, knowing that all capital gains and dividends you earn are completely tax-free and have access to your money at any time. Grow your money tax-free by calling us today on 0800-000-274 or visit 274.com. 27.4 Investment Managers is an authorized financial services provider. We live investments. Join the Voice of the Cape and get smart pre-Eid al-Adha pop-up market on Sunday the 19th of August between 10am and 11am. Bring along your family and friends and join us live at the Witteboema Civic Centre. That's the Voice of the Cape and get smart pre-Eid al-Adha pop-up market this Sunday between 10am and 11am. See you there. from Cape Town. This is the Voice of the Cape. 91.3 FM. So, to Lelfiat. Voice of the Millennials. With Yasin Kipi. Igniting the youth.
Assalamualaikum, welcome back to the voice of the millennials. And of course, we were talking uh, to Basil Akbaria there. And uh, you know, Mohammed uh, Hassan was is known worldwide for this Palestinian cause. Um, but there's a reason and tension behind why he was so you know active with regards to that. And it was a lot more than that. Yeah, you know, sure. Um, you know, having listened to to Basil, and I must firstly say, Subhanallah. You know, uh, I don't think we will ever begin to imagine what a great impact Mohammed Hassan had made uh, internationally, but also. Uh, locally in in South Africa, I don't think that we appreciate enough um, the work that Molina Hassan has done, and I say that with with due respect to everybody. Um, you know, lots of people often question and say that Molina Hassan uh, focused solely on the Palestinian issue, uh, but I want to say to those people that um, I believe that Molina Hassan did all of us a favor, uh, a favor in the sense that uh, Palestine, in Molina Hassan's own words. It's never been a charity case. It's never just been about giving money. It's never just been about shouting angry Allahu Akbar's and sloganeering in the streets. Uh, Molina was a very practical person. You know, Molina, he, he had purpose. When he walked, he walked with purpose. When he spoke, he spoke with purpose. And he followed it up with action. And what Molina was teaching us was that Palestine wasn't a cause that was a foreign cause. It wasn't a cause that was only for the Palestinian people. But what Molina taught us was that as South Africans and as Capetonians, Palestine is something that is our responsibility. So in essence what Molina was doing was that Molina was bringing it home and Molina was teaching us that this is something, uh, the Palestinian cause, which should be part of our daily lives. So uh, yes indeed, besides the Palestinian cause, Molina was a lot more than than just a Palestinian activist. Uh, I mean earlier on you mentioned uh, Sheikh Abul Hassan Ali Nadwi Academy and I remember very clearly, uh, you know, before the academy was launched, Molina would often speak about it and the intention behind it. Mm. And the intention was was that uh, you know young people, young scholars of Dean that were returning from uh, their studies overseas? You know when they come into this community, um, there's there's another step that they need to take before they actually get to the to wear the mantle of leadership, mm-hmm. and that step is to understand this community. And what Molina wanted to do was to bridge that gap between that student returning from wherever it is he was returning from uh, and and sort of reintegrating him back into his own South African society. Um, and, and inshallah, you know, I, I trust that uh, the focus of the academy will always be uh, a, a sort of bridging that gap uh, as was the intention of Molina. Um, other than that, uh, Brother Yasin, Molina was also a very devout family man. Uh, you know, one of the things I... I I take away from my experience with Molina Hassan Hendricks was that he would often quote his late father, uh, Haji uh, Muhammad Saleh Hendricks, um, who, you know, to me was, in fact, along with Molina's mother, uh, uh, Hajja Ruweida Hendricks. Those were the people that shaped this great hero. Uh, as we came to know him. Uh, you know, I often uh, I think to myself that whilst Molina is so unique in many ways, um, in, in a lot of other ways, having met Molina's family, uh, you tend to realize that his uniqueness and the character of the man that he was is actually something that was shaped within his family. Mm. You know, meeting his brothers, meeting his sisters, uh, Habibi, Rashad, Nazir, uh, Faiz, uh, his sister, Antifosia, uh when you sit down with him, you actually begin to realize these, you know, these are the personality that shaped the man, mm. you know, and subhanAllah, I must say that uh, other than than uh, the Palestinian activist, uh, Molina was also someone that guided us, uh, you know, I for example, belong to an organization mm-hmm. uh, which sometimes would delve into a lot of controversial uh, discussions and issues. And, and many of those Molina didn't outrightly agree with. 
But what I really appreciated and what I really uh, must say was different about Molina was that he was able to sit down with us um, despite those differences uh, and share with us hours and hours and hours of wisdom. Mm. Uh, and that, you know, as someone was saying to me the other day, when Molina spoke and you sat in Molina's company, yeah. you didn't even want to move an inch yeah. out of fear that Molina would stop speaking or be distracted. SubhanAllah. So yes, uh, we've really, really been very, very privileged. And if one thing, uh, Brother Yasin, uh, I, I must say to the listeners, and I say so with great pain in my heart, is that, you know, the evening I stood, uh, the Friday evening I stood in Molina's house and, and I was, my eyes was on Molina's son and, you know, so many thoughts were going through my heart, uh, through my mind, and my heart was filled with, with pain. But at the same time, it was filled with guilt. You know, guilt because I don't believe personally that I've taken enough advantage of this great, great, great man whilst I had the opportunity to do so. Mm-hmm. Um, and inshallah, as Brother Basil had said, our responsibility now mm-hmm. is to take on what Molina has started uh, in the same purpose and with the same practical uh, attitude towards our work. You know, Absolutely. stop the slogan hearing and let's start with the action. You know, we're not only Palestinian activists mm-hmm. when the bombs are falling, but we're Palestinian activists every single day of our lives, uh, inshallah. Mm-hmm. Do you want to add to that, Abdullah? Uh, just as as Muhammad was saying of Maulana, not just being the activist, I think that is a very big statement to make, especially to our listeners out there and to the community of Cape Town. Um, Maulana was not just a, 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 a Palestinian activist. Maulana was more than that. Maulana was a family person. Maulana was a community leader. He had leadership skills. For me, even being at the tender age in his company, for a young person to actually recognize leadership from that a young age doesn't just show the capabilities that Mawlana Ahsan had, but also his interaction with youth, his yeah. interaction with people, his interaction with the communities. Uh, Muhammad touched on the topic of his father and Allah grant him both high place in Jannah, um, inshaAllah, yeah. and grant his mother still a long life. Mm. Um, you know, that story that always gets to me, and I'm, I, I still remember Maulana saying it clearly, you know, his return from yes. India. Yeah, yeah. I, I think mm. many people remember will that, always yeah. remember Maulana talking about the moment he set foot in South Africa and thought that, okay, Ekas no day oh. Mm. Maulana would always say that. And he would take his bags to the car and they thought that they will help him with his bags in the car. Mm. And his father would look at him and say, and then he thought that okay he's going to do that but he's going to sit in front of the car and then Mulan say no his father will put him at the back in the car yeah and this thought was a, a, a valuable lesson not just for Mulan Ahsan but that was the start of the humble Mulan Ahsan that we saw from there on and throughout his life yeah you know, just uh, the Muhammad touching on the on, on his sister. Um, we stood there the, the the morning just before the janazah at about two o'clock after reciting at the deathbed of Maulana. Um, his sister was standing there and she was crying and she was saying that um, as much as people would see Maulana Ihsan out there as this giant, as this legend, she accompanied on various trips across the world, mm. and she would think to herself that very. Ihsan from our household, from the Wooster area, mm. that very Ihsan sits on platforms with 
الشيخ القرضاوي بيبل اوف ساتش كالبر اند يت هي ستيل ريمينز ذات هامبل مولانا احسان يت هي ستيل ريمينز ذات براذر ذات اي هاف يس هي ستيل ريمينز ذا سن تو هيز بيرنتس ذات هي واز اند اولسو نوت فورغيتينغ ذا فادر ذات هي واز تو هيز تشيلدرن اي هافينغ اكمبانيد اند بينغ ا كوليغ اوف يوسف الشيخ يوسف جراديويتد this year at al azhar university and i've spent three four years there was a time where we faced major uh, difficulties in egypt the first person to call us back then was maulana ihsan uh, we faced two two wars the rabah and, and and one before that um the first person to make contact with us other than not even the imb- not even the embassy of south africa within the mm-hmm. uh, uh, um, egyptian continent not even anyone else but yeah. the first con- uh, contact we got was from Maulana Ihsan mm. assuring that whatever you do remember that we will be here to guide you in the right way mm. remember whatever you do that we are here to assist you and help you in getting you out of that situation so more than a Palestinian activist most definitely Maulana was much more than that to us Absolutely. Arham, what are some of the other lessons that you learned from Maulana Ihsan? Okay, uh, Maulana he taught me the lesson that you must always have coexist which is in everything that happened in this world you must always have coexist which is open your mind and encourage he encouraged me to think further and he make me broad-minded to have a broad-minded yes this actually helped me when I helped my dad in the last last general election in Malaysia yes so that's why I said Maulana is like a great master for me and Maulana also encourage me to have uh, interact with different faith and have a dialogue with different faith also because for Maulana we are Muslim we are brothers in Muslim because we share the same faith but what about the other people with uh, different faith with us we also brother with them but brother in human being that's what the great Maulana is and Maulana always because I always ask Maulana about uh, how to rule the country and how to be a good government and everything. And then Maulana always told me and always remind me every time, Arham, not only to be a justice, but you must also be fair for your people when you reach your dream as a leader. Mm. So this is what I remember Maulana have taught me. So that's why when... Maulana gone, I'm a little bit depressed, but yeah. the memories with him remind, uh, remain every time in in my life. Uh, also, you know, I saw some selfies with you and Maulana. He was really cheer, cheerful at times as well with you, isn't it? Sorry? He was very happy with you because I saw some selfies with you and Maulana. So it, it seems like you had a very close connection. Maulana was very um, happy with you. And, and as you mentioned earlier, he came down to a younger level um, at times. Yeah, it? because Maulana treat everyone the same. Mm. There's no different level. Mm. Even the, okay. caliber, uh, the uh, yes. caliber as he is, uh-huh. he still treat, treat, uh, treat people uh, like same level. Yes. That's why I can make any joke with him. Mm-hmm. So he just like oh, he just laugh and everything. So I remember when I even I make like a, <laughs> a like a very like very rough joke. But mm-hmm. Molana can still okay. Molana like mm-hmm. uh, Molana just laugh and everything. So that's why 
That's why you see me how uh, dead, uh, how close I am with Maulana. Absolutely. You want to add? Yeah, I just wanted to touch on what the brother said earlier on about uh, Maulana, um, uh, your, your interaction with Maulana. Maulana was someone that was a person of great detail. He had an amazing memory. Uh, you know, oftentimes you'd ask Maulana about something, and Maulana would always used to tell us that, you know, it's not about uh, the answer, it's about how you arrived at the answer. Who were the personalities in and around that? Who added what? The details was was what always was important to yeah. Molina, um, and 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 that was amazing. You know, sometimes you think you'd ask him a question and it'd be a one-word answer, but Molina would answer you for a solid hour, <laughs> without stopping. You know, uh, and when when Molina's done, you'd sit there and you'd think to yourself, Subhanallah. You know, I only thought about the answer. I didn't th- think about how one should arrive at it. Um, and also another thing that stood out for me, uh, uh, brother Yasin, is that Molina was always someone who uh, was open to sharing information. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Molina would uh, sit us down and would discuss with us matters that, uh, you know, at that particular time, uh, uh, we thought that, you know, why is Molina sharing this? And Molina always used to say to us that, you know, if I uh, one day am not here anymore, then somebody needs to know this and somebody needs to carry on uh, with whatever it is. Just to give you one example, um, you know, I sat with Molina one day and Molina was very, very uh, happy. Mm-hmm. And uh, happy, and at the same time, Molina's eyes were full of tears. And Molina was so excited. In fact, Molina called me and said to me, you must come to my house now. I want to share something with you. And Molina showed me this message on his phone where uh, Sheikh Yusuf al-Qardawi uh, was celebrating a, uh, his birthday, a big birthday, I think his 80th birthday or something like that. And um, some of the students of Sheikh Yusuf al-Qardawi was going to write a book about his life. Mm-hmm. And Sheikh Yusuf al-Qardawi uh, then sent Maulana a message and said that this was the intention of his students. However, he had instructed them and he said to them and is now instructing Maulana that such a book will never be complete unless Maulana writes a chapter of that book. Okay. And subhanAllah, this is something that brought great joy to Maulana's heart. Wow, that's really amazing. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll share some more stories and some more lessons um, just after this break, inshallah. The Voice of the Cape. 91.3 FM Stereo Docking from all over the world From the Far East The shores of the Amazon To the slopes of the Alps And beyond We've searched the four corners of the world So you only have to explore the four corners of our showroom Every pattern, every finish, every size And at exceptional prices Only at Mars Tiles Mars Tiles. Great tiles at great prices. For more information, visit MarsTiles.com. Shopping at Indulge Me Typer is like taking a juicy bite out of life. Our honesty, quality, and service excellence is our promise to you, our valued customer. Indulge Me Typer, the meat you love to eat. Our meat is cut by hand and prepared by time-served master butchers. If you like your meat cut a certain way or have any special requirements, it's no problem at all. We'll cut to order just the way you want it, meaning you can enjoy great-tasting meat just the way you like it. Indulge Meat Hyper, the meat you love to eat. Find us inside Ottery Hypermarket. Al-Khair Tourism. Amazing Umrah packages are available in December 2018. Seven Nights Medina at Nusk or Marmara, room only. Seven Nights Makkah at Raudatul Bayt, room only. 1.2 kilometers to Makkah Haram, including shuttle, quad room only, at 17,500 rand. Speak to us about our tailor-made packages and cheaper hotels that are available on request. 
Contact Fahim Manuel at 021-391-9019. al Tourism, making the best of traveling. Water pollution affects the health of people and animals. It negatively impacts on our ecosystem. Report the pollution of rivers, streams and lakes to the Department of Water and Sanitation on 0800 200 200. My radio station, your radio station, our radio station, 91.3 FM and 95.8 FM stereo. Voice of the Millennials. Igniting the youth. Welcome back to the show. And of course, and of course we're still talking about Hassan Hendricks but how can we practically take his legacy forward um, and I remember one of the you know hallmark um, moments that I, I have in my memory of Mulan Hassan was at at the conference with um, Sheikh uh, Muhammad bin Yahya Ninawi and the title was about Sayyidina Abu Bakr radiallahu and uh, Mulan spoke and he said that uh, some people were saying that you know no matter how long we speak we'll never do justice to Sayyidina Abu Bakr and in in a sense that's true but then Mawlana said that but we must do justice hmm. we must do, do our best to do justice to talk about Sayyidina Abu Bakr hmm. that was really inspirational that sometimes we hide behind excuses that no we'll never live up to that hmm. you know person but we have to and we have no choice but to do so so what are some of the practical you know lessons that Mawlana Hassan has, has given us and you know um, that that you have um, let's start with you Abdullah uh, I'll start off with a quote that many of the Azharis have been sharing since the passing of uh, of Mawlana Hassan and says mm-hmm. that far be it that the time will ever bring forth the likes of him time is stingy and sharing the likes of him yeah. so the likes of Mawlana Ahsan and, and, and the legacy that he has left behind and what he has left behind and as for us as youth and for us as because he was always about building the future leaders. And I think what a honor and what a privilege it is for Mawlana that before he closed his eyes, he has, he, he has witnessed his sons graduating from the Azhar. Okay, sure. And, you know, that gift being uh, to his father. You know, Mawlana leaving this world and knowing that his, fa- his son is in the path of Allah. And that was what Mawlana's life was about. You know, whatever he done was for Allah's sake. Whatever was was done was in accordance to that which is which Allah will be pleased with. And as I was discussing earlier, the, the lesson, and, and we can talk how much about the legacy of Mawlana Ahsan. Mm-hmm. That, you know, the, the sweetness of this life is really learning the gems of our, our scholars. And this, the, the the true message for 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 us as 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 youth out there and for future leaders is how we are able to take what we are able to do in a in a community such as Cape Town. How we are able to do it globally as well. You know that that type of role that you are able to 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 be with people from unprivileged areas. That the same people that I'm able to meet there, I'm able to meet. You know the likes of Shah Al Qardawi or the president of Turkey or or, or these things so shaping the minds of future leaders i think that is very very important uh not just for us but for everyone that is 
looking up at this great legend and looking up in you know filling which is not really much possible to fill his shoes mm. but at least make that effort and i think uh, brother muhammad would, would elaborate further on that inshallah inshallah yes uh, if if i need if i have to discuss or say anything about the legacy of Maulana Hassan Hendricks then there's two things really uh, something that uh, uh, a very good scholar and very close friend of ours, uh, Sheikh Zair Mahmoud once said, he said that the difference between the Sahaba anhum, and ourselves is that when the Prophet Sallallahu said oh. something they believed, you know, they believed with full conviction um, and, and Maulana Hassan was one of those people that when he uh, uh, put his, his, his life or took on a cause he believed you know, Mawlana Hassan would often tell us about uh, Muhammad al-Fatih, uh, the conqueror of Constantinople. And Mawlana would often mention about how when he heard the hadith that the Prophet said, Constantinople will be conquered, what a leader and what a people. And how we strive to be that leader uh, or that person that conquered Constantinople. And to me, Mawlana Hassan Hendricks was that type of person. You know, he fully believed. Uh, he inspired us. You know, he instilled within us that belief that we can become those people. It doesn't matter whether you're from Worcester, whether you from Menenberg, whether you're from Anova Park, or wherever it is that you're from, you know, if you truly believe, then you can achieve uh, all these yeah. wonderful and amazing things. And then also the legacy of Molina Hassan continues. Yes. You know what I mean? With what Molina has instilled within us, it is now our responsibility to take it further. The lessons, uh, the many, many hours of talks, uh, you know, inshallah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the ability to even do a fraction yeah. of what it is that Molina Hassan had done. And if I can just end off with, uh, you know, you mentioned Sarah Abu Bakr. And something that Maulana said to us, uh, I, th I think Brother Abdullah was present when Maulana shared this with us, was when Sayyid Abu Bakr said the profound words that, uh, how is it that this deen of Islam will diminish whilst I'm alive? Mm. And Maulana Ihsan lived that. No. He didn't only teach us that, it's something that sticks, I think Maulana must have told us about seven, eight years eight ago. Years Maulana taught us that, and it's something that we carry with us every single day. Mm. How will we allow this deen of Islam to diminish whilst we are alive? And that was his legacy. Uh, Arham, what do you think Maulana wants us as young people to you know, take from his life and, and do practically in the future? Okay, Abradiya, before I answer your question, I want to tell you a story mm -hmm. about my brother here mm -hmm. from uh, Ankara Fittawud family. Mm -hmm. His name is uh, Uwais Tawud. He was 13 that time when Maulana put a trust on him to be a Bilal at Sulaimani Mosque. Uh -huh. And then when the opening uh, uh, opening masjid, Masjid Khair at Mrs. Plain. Mm -hmm. I still remember that time when I helped Maulana to walk from the back to in front. There was one guy came to Maulana. He said he want to be, uh, he want to give azan. Mm -hmm. But Maulana said, no, we only pre uh, we already prepare this young boy, mm -hmm. Uwais Dawood, yes. from the family to give the azan. Mm -hmm. And he's also the pillar. And I also remember the first time my brother Uwais Dawood want to give the Azan. He practiced in front of Maulana. Yeah. From this story, Brother Yasin, yes. I can conclude that Maulana believed in the ability and the power of youth to continue his legacy. How? Mm -hmm. The question is how? We can speak about uh, the, uh, the legacy uh, where Maulana left for us, but how we can continue the legacy? The... Uh, we just need for youth now. We need to have more tolerance to other faiths. Mm -hmm. Not to only Muslim, but to other faiths also. 
and we must learn to coexist and spread the message of Allah to be the Tawheed to be uh, one what we are all the, uh, one in the community whether you are Muslim you are Christian or your other religion we are all one because this is the legacy what Maulana left yeah. that's why if we want to continue the legacy of Maulana we must do this more tolerant to other faith coexist and spread the message of Allah Absolutely, and we spoke about Mulan Ihsan's involvement on a global stage with the Palestinian cause and very many other causes, uh, causes as well. Um, and of course, within Cape Town, he studies and uh, various experiences of inspiring young people. But it all starts with that one father or the, the human being and in his family. And so I think, uh, you know, Muhammad, if you want to mention something in closing as well regards to Mulan's family. Yes, I want to say that, um, you know, Molina has at basically almost every time Molina spoke always used to make a reference to his father and his mother and as well as his family and I think that you know for all of us who was inspired by Molina Ehsan Hendricks and who took something away uh, uh, in our lives that Molina inspired us with um, it is only apt that we make the effort and the intention to go and visit his uh, dear mother uh, who's not very well at the moment also um, and that we thank her and we say to her you know shukran for sharing uh, this great personality with us as well as his brothers and his sisters and also in closing to say brother Yasin that Mm -hmm. if there's anything that any one of us wants to do in the name of Molina Ehsan Hendricks uh, in the legacy of Molina Ehsan Hendricks then I think it's only apt that we do consult with uh, the family with regards to those kind of matters because he was a very private man and he was a family absolutely um uh, and uh, you lost uh, words from you as well abdullah i just want to end off with saying that um i remember and just in short eight nine years ago when the whole debacle of the mjc had taken rife uh, we were about seven seven to eight young brothers you know wanting to stand up on the social platform in defense of the mjc and the message that I would like to drive home here is that Mona created that space and place for everyone. Mm-hmm. You know, whether we had the knowledge of how and when to do it, it was it didn't matter. It was more your commitment that you had placed in you know in the defense of the Baytul Ulama and the and the defense of the Ulama. So um, once again, ending off the place and space for everyone, you know, giving everyone that opportunity to be someone in this community. Uh, and I shukran for the opportunity and shukran for once again for the listeners for for listening. Absolutely. And I mean, I've been inspired tremendously by our guest in studio here today, Arhamur Rahmi Nasution, future minister, of course, of Malaysia and living with Mona Ahsan Hendricks for the past two years. Um, and of course, Mohammed Shabuddin uh, from Legion Tours and from the ADL and from many other organizations. Organizations. You will hear lots more from him inshallah soon. And of course, Abdullah Hafid Abdullah Sunday. Shukran to everyone. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.